Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matthew Terry, and this is the It's Time to Fight podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on that play button. We appreciate every single click that that play button gets. And every single week, I tell you how there are tons of play buttons out there for you to click on. But this week, I have to let you know that we've added some play buttons, but we've taken some play buttons away. As of right now, timetofight.ca has been taken down. Just The traffic just wasn't there to justify paying for it every single month. So for the time being, we have taken the website down. So timetofight.ca is not up. However, it might return should the need arise. But a fan of the podcast asked if it was possible if we could get onto ACAST.com. So we have gone on to ACAST.com. Uh, you can go to ACAST.com or you can get the ACAST app and you can find all the episodes of It's Time to Fight podcast. But of course, you can, as always, you can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. Go over there. Give us a five-star rating. It does help. But there's still lots of great uh, play buttons out there for you to click. You can go back and click Matthew Grant, the very first It's Time to Fight podcast. You can go to last week, Hacker Scotty O'Shea. Al Snow, Angelina Love, lots of great episodes in there. And you can go to all those great sites to check us out. So what do you say? Let's do the podcast. From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to fight! Alright ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into this. Um, I am recording this on January 13th, 2020, and why that is relevant is uh, because last week I had said that uh, there was an episode that everybody wanted me to post, and this is the episode. Wally Warwick is the episode that I, that everybody wanted me to post. I will get to that and Wally Warwick in just a second. Um, but uh, what's more relevant is uh, the fact that a couple things uh, happened. Uh, number one, we took down the website, which I've, I already addressed in the opening. But yesterday, January 12th, 2020, I did something stupid. I was doing commentary for NSW in Hamilton. That is not the stupid thing. Had a great time at NSW. Uh, I'll get to them in a second as well. However, um, I forgot my laptop. I forgot my laptop with the finished episode of Wally Warwick. Luckily, I still had the interview on a um, on an external hard drive. You will he hear the interview momentarily. Again, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but I forgot my, my laptop with uh, the graphics and with the interview and with all the stuff that basically makes my podcast um, the, the, the podcast. And last week, I had made a New Year's resolution that every Tuesday, like clockwork, this podcast was now going to come out and I was going to be dedicated and I was going to get these things out to you every single week. So um, if I seem a little rushed, that's why, because I don't have a whole lot of time, but I did want to get this out for all of you. Uh, first, let's talk about that NSW show. Um, it's the, the crowds are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's and rightfully so. 
Um, the uh, I, I've talked in the past about d- different promotions that I've worked for, especially like MCW, Magnificent Championship Wrestling, out of Brantford. They started with just 20 people in the crowd and just grassroots and word of mouth. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, huge props and respect to the people who are running NSW in Hamilton. They, they, every show, they're there, they're there, they're there. They just keep putting out the shows, putting out the shows, putting out the shows, even take my word for it. They're not making a fucking dime on this, folks. They're doing it because they love it, and they just keep putting out these shows, and, you know, they want to tell, they want to, they want to tell their story, or as Mike Quackenbush has said many times, this is my flavor of ice cream, and I want you to try it, and I want to promote my flavor of ice cream. And NSW is doing a great job of that. And uh, also yesterday at the NSW show, I had the op- this is why the laptop was there. I had the opportunity to sit down with a few people and, um, and, and get some podcast recorded. I got the opportunity to sit down with John Greed. Um, I'm a huge fan of John Greed. If you, if you don't know who John Greed is, check him out. Get, uh, get, get on YouTube. Find it. Great, great, great guy. Uh, great wrestler. And I found out yesterday, great guy. It was one of those interviews that I didn't know, sitting down, how we were going to interact. I've known John for several years. I've talked with John Greed several times over the years. But we had never really sat down and chatted. So it was one of those ones I didn't know how it was going to go, and it went great. Um, However, last night when I got home and I realized that um, I had forgot my laptop, which was a swift kick in the ball, um, I only have one testicle. It's from the cancer, just just in case you're curious. In case people are like, he only has one testicle? No one's out there going, why does he have one testicle? No one cares. Um, but I have one testicle. Uh, so forgetting my laptop was a swift kick in the testicle. I decided I was going to cheer myself up, then I was going to do some editing. Um, because I still, had the, um, I still have the hard drive that has all the interviews. I just forgot the laptop. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do some editing. That'll cheer me up. And then I got another swift kick in the in the testicle when I realized that I turned on John Greed's interview and I can hear John Greed absolutely perfectly. Can't hear Matthew Terry. Well, you can hear me a little bit in the background. I had forgotten to turn on my microphone. And um yeah. So I don't I, I I'm I'm still kinda learning this whole audio thing, putting out the podcast, you know, doing these things. So maybe there's a way that I can isolate my voice amplify that without having to amplify John Greed. I'm going to work on that, but yeah, another swift kick in the goddamn fucking ball that I got left because, you know, I didn't uh I didn't get uh, I didn't turn on my my microphone. I turned on John Greed's didn't turn on mine. So All right, something else that I want to address uh the other day, January 11th, I guess, uh 2020. Uh, Tessa Blanchard put out a tweet, and the the essence of the tweet was um, directed at women wrestlers, saying we should we should stand together and we should support one another, and we we're stronger unified. Or that that was kind of the the essence of it, and it started a fucking shitstorm, um, as I'm sure all of you know. Uh, lady wrestlers were like, oh, really? This this is, you want us to stand together after all the times that you bullied me, bullied others, disrespected others, spit on others, called a black wrestler the N-bomb, and you want us all to, you know, to unify together and sing Kumbaya or whatever 
whatever the implication was. Um, I, I don't know Tessa Blanchard. Never met her. And uh, I do know people who do know Tessa Blanchard. And without saying too much, I'm going to say I'm going to be very interested to see how the people I know react to this. Um, only because I know wrestlers who are who either are involved with lady wrestlers or are in a interracial relationship. And I want to see, I'm going to be interested to see how they react, but that's not what I'm on here to talk about. Um, but the, the, the thing that, uh, as I said, I don't know Tessa Blanchard. I, I've never met the woman. I can't really pass any kind of uh, a judgment or opinion. But the wrestling fans who the wrestling fans who outwardly say on their tweet or their social media, I've never met Tessa Blanchard, but she would never do that. You don't know Tessa Blanchard. You you can't say that. And even if you and even if some of these wrestling fans have met Tessa Blanchard, they've met her at like a meet and greet. Or, you know, some some kind of situation where, you know, she's in character. Or she's protecting her brand. Or, you know, she's watching out for her image. At least that would be my guess. I, again, never met her. Don't know her. Maybe she's the same person in front of the camera as she is behind the camera. I don't know. But neither do you. And Tessa Blanchard is probably one of the hottest things going today, and I mean that as a wrestler. I'm I'm not you know I'm not pigeon pigeonholing her pigeonholing her as a beautiful woman, which she is. But she's one of the hottest things going today for Impact Wrestling. She won the Impact World Championship last night, and as a wrestler, she's impeccable. She's unbelievable. Um. But just because she's one of the hot things right now does not mean that if you come to her aid, that that's going to... If you protect one of the cool kids or you stand up for one of the cool kids, that doesn't make you one of the cool kids. As much, Take it from me. Take it from, take it from Uncle Matt. Take it from my lifetime of experience. From years and years of being that uncool kid the one that wanted to hang out with the cool kids and did the stuff that the cool kids benefit it benefited the cool kids thinking it'll get me in with the cool kids it didn't make me one of the cool kids i'm done saying cool kids now but that that's a real pet peeve of mine are wrestling fans that when a situation like this comes out <coughs> excuse me when a situation like this comes out and they're oh, I'm, I'm going to jump to their defense because they would never do that because they're my favorite wrestler. All you're doing is just trying to appease that person. And if you think appeasing that person or you know just just helping them out is going to benefit you, you know just think again. I'm sorry. All right, everybody, here is the Wally Warwick episode in its entirety. 
And uh, I say in its entirety because it is a bit of a long one, uh, so I'm not going to talk too much. Um, but uh, a lot of people have been messaging me for a while. I did this back in November, I think. And uh, then, of course, like the Santa stunt double started coming up. And, uh, you know, I covered this all last week. Um, but a lot of people were, well, when are you going to put up that episode? When are you going to put up that episode? When are you going to put up that episode? Because it is fucking hilarious. And uh, I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy it. Um, but I, I also say in the entirety, because, and I wrestled with this. I really did. And that's not a pun. Um, I wrestled with this that there was an incident that happened at uh, MCW and Wally was involved with it and I wrestled with the fact should and we talked about it on the interview and I didn't know should we should I leave it in there should I leave it out um, I did leave it in there I will address it on the tail end of this interview um, like I'll, I'll go kind of more into detail of why I left it in um, but I, I do have to say the Wally Warwick um, thing um, the funny, one of the funny things was, um, I, I didn't know Wally. I had never met Wally. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast and you know, I love stand-up comedians. I love to get stand-up comedians on here. It's a great excuse if they're wrestling fans like, Hey, I'll reach out to these comedians that I'm huge fans of. And you know, we've had Nikki Payne, we've had K Trevor Wilson, we've had Tim Nutt. These are some of my favorite comedians that just turned out to be wrestling fans and Hey, come on to my podcast. Let's talk wrestling. And um, a, a comedian, another comedian said, hey, well, Wally Warwick is a huge wrestling fan, and he's from Brantford. And uh, an MCW show was coming up. I said, hey, I'll put some tickets aside. You and your family come out, watch the show. Afterwards, we'll do the podcast. So that's what we did. Now, at the MCW show, there was a whole bunch of people there that were probably drinking a little more than they should have been. And they were getting a little louder and a little more rowdy. And again, I've never met Wally. I had no idea what Wally looked like. Um, and I, I sat there going, oh, please, God, looking at these people going, please, don't be Wally. Oh, I hope you're not Wally. Oh, please, sweet Jesus, you're not fucking Wally. And then as people were leaving, because well, Pretty Ricky was on the show and he had a huge fan base there. And when R Pretty Ricky was done, a whole bunch of people just did decide to leave. But these people are walking past me, and they're leaving, and I'll admit, I was sitting there going, oh, thank God you're not Wally. Oh, thank God you're not Wally. And I think I actually cover this in the uh, in the interview, so maybe I shouldn't tell the story uh, too much, although I've already kind of told the whole story. Um, but yeah, this is it, folks. I hope you enjoy it. I know you're going to enjoy it. Um, as I said last week, there was people that were, that were milling around. Um, there was a bit of an audience, and uh, they were listening. They enjoyed it. We get some of them involved. And uh, this is my interview with Wally Warwick. Technically, I'm the ring announcer. Yeah. That's it. Technically. Um, the promoter, him and I have been friends for eight years now. And uh, do you know who the promoter is? Rip Impact, right? No. No? No. Rip is the promoter's brother-in-law. Oh, okay. He helps. Okay, he kind of works things out with everybody. Um, Nikki Martin, the one with the CP who walks kind of funny and... Oh, okay. He's the promoter. The manager. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's the promoter. Yeah, the one who got taken out during the uh, handicap match. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's the promoter. Okay. 
So, um, who was sitting with his family that was yelling at my family and didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, which the thing with Nick, that's the name Nick. Um, you tell him stuff like that, and he, his heart bleeds, but he's very sheepish. That's why he has people like Dave. And as you said, what's my role in this? That's why he has people like me. Okay. Yeah. Because he'll come to me like when he has a beef with the Legion. Like there was one time, it wasn't this Legion. We were another one, and they said you're not allowed to sell food. Now they didn't have food here, and we weren't allowed to sell food because they have a restaurant license. Now they had a restaurant license downstairs. Right. So Nick is just and he and he comes to me and he tells me what's going on, and he's like, "You go talk to them." You okay, Dave? Oh, and you're looking for it now? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So well, that was two of, months ago. I'm looking for it now. Yeah. So that's kind of my role, too. Okay. So I'm one of the, the other. The, the strong arm. No, not even that. There are times, like, when he has a beef with them, like, if, if they're butting heads and he needs something like a table, if he needs an extra table, but they've already been butting heads all day, he'll come to me. There was one time, and it was this Legion. They were standing right there, like where that corner is. Okay. He was standing over by the bar. They figured out they needed another table. And I was sitting here getting this ready for one of the shows. He walked past them up onto the stage and said, Matt, I need you to go ask for a table. And I said, why do you need me to go ask for a table? And he's like, because we've been arguing all day, and I'm not going to be nice to them, so you have to go, because they like me. Right. (laughs) And actually, like, she says that all the time. She's like, oh, I like, because she hates wrestling, the person that does the booking. Right. Anyway, so we're actually already recording. Are we? Okay. Yeah, because I like, it's, you know, you get the casual <laughs> stuff. The freewheeling feeling. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about what happened tonight, or do you want to just leave that out? Oh, oh, with the stuff in the door? Nah, we, I don't know. Do you want to? We can. You think, okay. All right. So uh, I guess you, you said it was the, the promoter's family. The promoter's family, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a family-run business. Okay, so would that have been his father? No. No? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, again, I'm not quite sure who that is. Okay. Just just some random guy? Cousin, no, 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 no. It's, a, it's a friend of, it's an uncle or something. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, like, a random member of the family, yeah. like, like, Cousin Jimmy or uh, or Uncle Joe. Yeah, I'm not 100% yeah. sure, but, Uncle yeah. Do, Uncle Joe showed up during the, uh, the Steel Cage uh, main event to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, get upset with me and my family for uh, standing and uh, uproariously enjoying the action. Um, yeah, they uh, they didn't like the fact that my son was standing on his seat, which he did the, like, any time Pretty Ricky was out tonight, uh, because Pretty Ricky uh, was, like, is, like, the guy yeah. uh, for, for me and my family. Actually, uh, uh, the funny thing about Ricky is uh, I went to a Death Proof show in Hamilton a couple years ago. It was, like, Shawnee Moe's Going Away show. Yeah. Which I, what it was supposed to be, but I guess yeah, I guess cancer he hasn't just doesn't gone stop away. people, right? You know, <laughs> so so he's still out there doing the hardcore stuff. But um, yeah, so I went to like Shawnee Mo's uh, retirement show, and that was the first time I ever saw Pretty Ricky, and uh, he was announced as being for Brantford, and I just loved what he was doing. Like what he was doing was like uh, they were doing like this American Idol style segment oh, where okay. it was like new wrestlers came in the ring to uh, do like mic work in front of Warhead yeah. and a couple other wrestlers, and like they were being judged. 
I think they call it So You Think You Can Death Proof or something. Yeah, So You Think You Can Death Proof. And I just thought this guy was amazing, and I heard that he was from Brantford. So during the inter- intermission, I went up to his merch table, and I said, hey, like, you're from Brantford, right? And he said, yeah. I said, oh, and, like, I, I recognized his last name, too, and I wasn't sure if it was, like, like just a wrestling last name or not, but I figured Wildy really isn't, like, a name that you think of when it comes to your wrestling name, right? Yeah. And I went to school with some Wildies. So I, I had a feeling I knew his family, and uh, I, I just said to him, like, hey, like, I run a couple comedy shows at this club in Brantford every week, and uh, you should come out sometime. He's like, oh, I've been looking to start doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. And I said, oh, you should come do a set at my show. And the first time that Ricky ever did stand-up was on my stand-up comedy show at Branstradam in Brantford. And since then, he's, uh, he, he's done my show a bunch, and he's... Uh, I think he went out to uh, to do my buddy Dylan's show in either Cambridge or Woodstock since then, and he's uh, he's done my uh, my wife's show at Two Doors Down in Brantford a couple times as well. Oh, is your wife a comedian as well? Yeah, my wife's been oh, doing okay. comedy for just over a year. I've been doing it for uh, for over five years now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you gave him his first. Yeah, I, I, give, I, give, I give him his big break. I suppose. So you're saying every time Ricky came out tonight. Every time Ricky came out tonight was like the big thing for for my kid, and he was up on the seat the whole night. Whenever Ricky was out, was not an issue. There were tons of other people standing on seats and stuff. We didn't think that was an issue. I've always had my son stand on seats at, at wrestling shows, and then during the main event, we had some weird, weird chubby dude come up and grab my kid up by the shoulder and say, "Oh, son, you got to sit down. It's a, it's a, it's a building issue," and I was like. It just kind of looked at him really confused. And uh, so I just left things as they were. My wife was still standing. I was still standing. My son was still standing on the seat so he could see. And uh, and then he came back a little while later and said, no, like, you got to sit down. And I turned to him. I said, no, it's, he's my son. I'll deal with it as I please. And then uh, and then we got yelled at again by another random person behind him who said, uh, well, you guys could just leave. I'm just sitting there like my blood's pumping. Like yeah. I don't, I, like I don't want to in the middle of a main event turn around and start yelling at people, explain like I'm here to do a podcast. I'm like I, <laughs> you know, like I'm a guest of the show. Like yeah. why, why don't you want to back the fuck off? But yeah, and then uh, I don't know. Yeah, we got yelled at by a bunch of people at the door who all of a sudden wanted to see the show, hadn't complained the entire show while I was standing up, couldn't just stand up themselves. And then uh, some weird lady with pink highlights stared a hole through my son on the way out of the show and made him very uncomfortable. So, But other than that, Magnificent Championship Wrestling <laughs> puts, on a fantastic, uh, puts on a fantastic spectacle of sports entertainment uh, uh, on a, what, what is it, a, what is it, a, uh, a bi-monthly pr- uh, in uh, Brantford? Or? Every two or three. Every two or three. So you guys do like, uh, like, like about four in, in yeah. town each month, yep. yeah? yeah? I'm thinking after this one, you guys got to find a bigger venue. We, yeah. This had a very ECW vibe in it tonight. Yes. Yeah. Like, it was, um, for anybody that wasn't here, there's an issue now in wrestling with, like, the death of kayfabe and everything like that to, like, get genuine um, guttural reactions out of people. Yeah. And there were a lot of family friends of Pretty Ricky Wildey here tonight, and there was a whole section that, like, man, if the cameras could have just been focused on them throughout all those segments with Rick tonight, like, you'd think that somebody was just straight up getting murdered because, like, he got he got screwed over out of a title shot tonight. He had a friend turn on him. It was harsh shit. And, like, the reaction was just, like, the looks on these people's faces. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen this sort of thing since, like, since Andre pulled the crucifix <laughs> off of Hulk Hogan. Um, have you ever been to an MCW show? I've, I, I, I was at one previous. Uh, I believe it was the last one here. Um, 
God, I can't even remember the main event. I came on my own, and I was microdosing mushrooms at the time. So, okay. I, I, and and I and I drank quite a bit. So I, I've I've forgotten most of it. I know I screamed a lot from the entranceway. That would have been the night to to uh, to give me shit uh, from the from the door crew. That would have been the night. White car, not me. Uh, okay, Rip Impact's looking. <laughs> if anybody listening to this podcast has a white car outside the Dunstan Legion in Brantford. Um, by now, <laughs> by now it's in an impound lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the point, by the time they listen to this. By the time this, you're in this. In case you're going, where the, where's my car? <laughs> where the fuck is my where car? Where the fuck's my car? It's oh, in an impound lot. Thank God I listened to the It's Time to Fight podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, that actually, I, because, um, most of these shows, a lot of people drink. Yep. And by intermission, everybody's into it. Yep. And... Everybody's three sheets to the wind. Yep. And that's why I think there needs to be a little bit of leniency. If that, uh, if, if, like, 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 if that's if that's gonna be the environment, and it's a good environment, like nobody's getting out of hand. No. Nobody's nobody's being ridiculous or anything like that. I, like, I, I love I love the uh, the atmosphere here. Like, I think it could genuinely be turned into like uh, kind of kind of like a clubhouse for people that are just like no. really into the sport in this area, because that's that's what I saw tonight, and yeah. it, it was absolutely beautiful. But the funny thing was. You and I have never met, like, no. before tonight. No. And I had just left the tickets at the front door. For Correct. And all night, I'm watching all these guys drinking and hooting and hollering. Oh, yeah. And I'm sitting there, like, is one of these Wally Warwick? And I'm thinking, like, what kind of fucking podcast am I going to be doing? Right. And I'm just looking at all these guys, and they're just belligerent. Well, then after Ricky wrestled... 59 people or thereabouts walked out the door. That's correct. And so now I'm going like, oh, thank God that's not him. Yeah. Oh, thank God that's not him. <laughs> oh, thank God. Because they're all walking by me at the front door, and I'm like, oh, well, thank God that's now not him. Now, I have done my fair share of drinking, my fair share of hooting, and my fair share of hollering, but I did not leave. <laughs> I did not leave. And I'm but, here for the podcast. And then um, I think your wife. Yes. She was taking a picture during the main event. Yeah. But she was just holding her camera there, and I, you were here at the beginning when I said don't videotape. Oh, no, she was recording. I had to remind her. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. She, she was just taking a short clip because she was like, I, I, uh, she, she wasn't here for the announcement. Oh, okay. And, and also, like, because, like, um, most of the wrestling shows that uh, her and I have ever gone to, but she hates wrestling. Oh, does she? She cannot stand it. Um, but, like, I needed her to come here tonight to drive my son home after the show so I could ca- stay yeah. and do this, right? And she, she can't stand it. But when the women are, are, are getting up to the stuff that the men are usually known for, that's when she gets really proud. And she just kind of ta- she wanted to have a couple clips just as like, like something to show her friends and be like, ah, look, look at these women. Yeah. Look at these women in a steel cage. And, of course, like I said, she didn't hear the announcement. Plus, like most of the wrestling shows that I have taken her to, like super kicked and stuff like that, they actually encourage. Oh, do they? They encourage oh, okay. uh, recording on your phone uh, yeah. so that you can – because they know that you're not getting the whole show on there. Yeah. So it's not going to spoil their DVD sales or anything like that. But it gets, if you're posting about it on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that, uh, anywhere on social media, it's actually helping the brand. They just ask that you tag it. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, Every I tapped her on the butt. She sat down yeah. and like, actually, the, the door people again, when they were trying to find a reason to kick us out, the, I, I heard behind us as she was recording, like, well, you know she's recording. We could get them for that. Well, then, okay, because <laughs> then the floor manager came over and said to me, like, Matt, that lady there is recording. And i like, which one? And I'm, like, looking around. They're like, 
the one with the ponytail. And yeah. I'm sitting there like, which one? Because by that point, like, I saw her, and she had put her phone away. Yeah. And I'm like, which one? And I said, the one here with the man, the kid, and the and the girl with the ponytail. Yeah, I'm like, well, she's not doing it anymore. Like, obviously. And they said, well, those are your friends. And I'm like, oh, is it? Yeah. Because, again, we had never met. Right. So he's just like, well, those are your friends. Well, like, again, again, at that point, like, there was, there was that whole group of, like, 60 or so Ricky fans that had their phones out the entire time recording the whole thing and they were very they, they were standing on seats they were standing on each other's shoulders nobody bugged them yeah. nobody stopped them at all because they were having a real good time and i i just think everybody just needs to, to just make a relax man just make a relax uh-huh that's all that's all <laughs> did you enjoy your night tonight matt um now that it's over yes now that it's over what well, do you mean like in in the midst of it you're not enjoying yourself it's very tough Come on, I've, 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 okay, so, you know, actually, I've done the ring announcing gig before, uh, and at the same time, the promoter has also just, like, kind of fallen into a deep depression right off the hop of the show, and I've had to run it. So I, I do understand that that, that can be, the, the whole thing can be stressful. Plus, for some odd reason, and again, as I told you, like, the venue, they come through me for some reason. Right. That has started a trend that a lot of people come through me. Right. So I become a liaison between everybody and the locker room. Okay. Either that or they're coming up to me and they're asking me questions. And I'm just like, I don't yeah, fucking that's, know. That's what I was getting. There was, uh, have you ever heard of the wrestler Bloody Bill Scullion? Yes. Okay. So he was trying to run a wrestling school in Brantford for a little bit. And it did not uh, quite work out. Uh, but he was, he was doing some shows in a, in a little building on Erie Ave. And uh, I had contacted him, like, after one show that I saw about being a ring announcer. And I just, like, I showed up for the first time to be the ring announcer. And he had no idea how to set up a sound system. And I was like, oh, okay. So I set up the sound system. And then it was like, all of a sudden, I was giving the wrestlers their run times. Uh, the, like, who, who was going over, who was heel and face, like, everything. Like, I just, I had to handle it all. And then, so all of a sudden, every single show he ever ran, all the wrestlers were going through me to handle everything. And, uh, yeah, and then, uh, like, Bill, if, <laughs> if you're listening, which I bet you're not, uh, thought, thought you were a great dude, still think that you have the potential to be a great dude. After all the assistance me and my wife gave you, uh, giving you nice hot meals and shit like that when you were suffering and stuff like that, giving you all that mental health support, me paying for your prescriptions for a little while, the least you could have done was not block me off of Facebook and be a complete asshole. So, uh, yeah, if you ever want to get back in touch... Did a lot for you. Maybe you could pay me back for the prescriptions. Dick. This is not the way I thought this. I thought it was going to be like, so how long have you been a wrestling fan? Well, I've been a wrestling fan um, <laughs> since I can remember watching wrestling, which is probably about three or four years old when I, I used to uh, catch superstars on the TV. By the way, Bill, come on. Let bygones be bygones, okay? Just... <laughs> Right now, I think you're a dick, but if you were to say hi, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? My son loves you. Come on back to the fold. So Wrestling fan, long time. Okay. <laughs> so you, you, you've done some ring announcing. Who, you, who have you done it for? Uh, for, for Bill. And, Just for uh, Bill? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and then I was actually, funny enough, um, there was uh, uh, Courage Pro Wrestling. Yep. I was contacted back when uh, Taylor K. Dean or yep. whom, whomever he uh, I, I can't remember what his uh, what his ring name is, but it's Taylor uh, K. Dean. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. Taylor K. Dean. He got a hold of me uh, when he was when he was dating Caroline to uh, and they were running the the show together there, 
to uh, be the, uh, the, the on-screen owner of the company. Okay. Okay, I was taking over for the cowboy guy that you got uh, doing the ring announce or the, the commentary for this company. The cowboy guy. Um, the, 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 oh, Bill Chase. Yeah, Bill Chase. Oh, okay. Bill Chase, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think he was the one that was the on-screen thing. I'm not sure. They said it was some sort of guy in a cowboy hat and nobody oh, liked no, him. Oh, no, no, no. That's not Bill Chase. Him? Okay. No, no. But I know who you're talking about. I just don't know his okay. name. Okay. Anyway, so I was taking over for that guy. I didn't think it was him because he seemed charismatic. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I, so I did that for a couple of shows. And then there was a show that uh, they said, like, hey, like, you know, like, we, we can't really pay you for your role. So, like, uh, we're going to leave you out of this one. And then the company just kind of went dormant for a while. And then, like, I met with uh, Taylor um, a little while after that. They were going to get it all going again. They had the whole show ready to go. It was like like a Star Wars-themed thing they wanted to do with the, with the promotion. I had a friend of mine do the flyer and everything. And then, like, two or three weeks ahead of the show, I noticed that I got removed as an admin from the page. And, that, uh, and then I, I got a hold of Taylor. I said, hey, uh, I'm not an admin on the page anymore. You just have me do some promos. Like, are we, am I still on this? And he's like, oh, uh, actually, I've, I've, I'm no longer uh, going to be a part of it. And Justin Graves is taking it over. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, like, I, I've, I've, I've known enough about Justin Graves and dealt with him enough to know that I didn't really want to deal with him in the first place myself. And Taylor had said that Justin was going to be a part of it with him. Uh, and I said, that's cool. I'll still be a part of it. Just don't have me do anything with Justin. And then uh, and then once Taylor was completely out of it, I guess Justin decided, like, well, I don't want anything to do with Wally because, of course, I didn't want anything to do with him. And that's just how people operate. And, uh, yeah, I was the owner of CPW for a little bit and then not. Okay. Yeah. And it was and it, and it was actually funny. Like, when I, when I first announced online that I was <laughs> – like, cause I did it in kayfabe that it, like that I bought this company, Courage Pro Wrestling. I actually started getting messages from like so many friends of mine, like, "Congratulations yes. on like buying a wrestling company." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's still alive. I can still get people into this sort of shit." But uh, yeah, no, Justin, Justin, Justin Graves, you, you fucking suck. <laughs> Everybody thinks you're fucking garbage. All right, so let's see who else can we trash. <laughs> That's really it. That's really That's it. That's it, Bill Scullion and Justin. Oh, no, actually, there's one more guy, but I've, I've, I've shit on him enough in, uh, in in circles that I won't get into it again. Okay, well, you just got to at least tell me who it is. Oh, fuck. Okay, so, okay, all right. <laughs> I can't remember the name. You just had to tell me. Okay. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, he was in a tag team for a while uh, there, and they, they, got, they got, like, a couple dark matches, and now he does, like, an Indiana Jones gimmick. Oh, uh, okay. You know who that is? I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but I know who you're talking okay, about. Okay, he's an asshole. Okay. So, okay, I'm I'm good friends with Caitlin Diamond. Okay. I'm good friends with her, and uh, there was a show that uh, Jake the Snake was appearing at at the Delhi County Fair <laughs> a few years ago, and uh, and I, I went out to it because the, the main event was supposed to be Scott Steiner and Vader, and I thought, holy shit, I can't miss that at a county fair. So I went out, <laughs> and, and of course Vader dropped out because, like, health issues, and now he's dead. But um, so I went, I went out to the show and I was talking to Caitlin, um, like I think it was either during an intermission or like in between matches or whatever, but she was kind of standing in the, uh, the entranceway and I was just kind of chatting with her or whatever. She like, she used to like live with my wife almost too. Like they've been friends for years. So we're chatting it up and then he walks out as we're in the middle of a conversation and he just puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, hey, hey bud, how about, how about we save our conversations with the wrestlers until intermission? Or something like that when we're looking for Indiana autographs. Jones did this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks, bud. <laughs> what, 
Like a good close friend of mine. I just asked who it was. Yeah. I didn't ask for the story. Oh fuck! <laughs> it was fuck. It was so fucking infuriating. And then the, every show that I would ever see him on after that, I, like as soon as things would go silent in his match, I'd be like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> like, and I'm sure like he didn't get it. I'm sure he didn't really understand it. But like, it was just one guy in the in the crowd who had a personal vendetta. Like, <laughs> you literally are an asshole. Okay, this doesn't have anything to do with wrestling, but I've never told this story before Go ahead, on any shoot podcast. It, shoot it. I'm a huge baseball fan. Yep. Huge fan of catchers. You're a huge fan? I was a catcher. Were you? Yeah, actually, That's, I played both catcher and pitcher. I was yeah. a catcher because I was the biggest guy, and if I missed it, it hit me. Right. Um, but huge fan of catchers and huge fan of the Montreal Expos. Nice. Tim Laker. I was a huge Tim okay. Laker fan. Never got to see Tim play. Okay. I'm from Ottawa. I was more of a Moises Alou guy. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa had AAA baseball team. Okay. For Montreal, I don't know who. Oh, they were the, they were the affiliate. Yeah, they okay. were the AAA affiliate yep. for Montreal, so it worked out great for me. I don't know who Tim was playing for, but his minor league team came around, and I'm like, holy fuck, it's Tim Laker. I oh, he was playing in the minors at this. Yeah, point. He, was ta- he was. He had uh, like he was on like the kind of the downturn of his career sort uh, of thing. I don't know if he was on the downturn, or was it like a rehab stint on the way back from an injury? No, he wasn't with Montreal anymore. Oh, okay. He was with the other team, so I can't remember who he was playing for. But I'm just like, oh, it's Tim Laker. I love Tim Laker. So I tell my girlfriend, like, we, we got to go to the game tonight. Because like, yeah. we went to a bunch of games, but I'm just like, got to go to this series because I, I want to get Tim Laker's autograph. Right. So I got my ball. I have never asked for an autograph at a, at a baseball game. Like, gone up to the railing. Like, I've gone up to, like, the booths and that. Right. Because that's typically reserved for uh, children. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, <laughs> so the Tim, bitter look on this man's face. Tim is warming up with the pitcher. Yeah. So he finishes, and he walks up, and he's kind of like adjusting his mask or something, and he's literally like ten feet away from me. Right. And so I got, and I'm nervous because it's Tim Laker, and I'm a huge Tim Laker fan. <laughs> so I look at him, and he, he looks up, and I said, "Hey, Tim, could you please sign my ball?" And he looks right. up, and he goes, "No." <laughs> And walks right past me. And I'm standing there just staring at him. And I'm like... You feel like such a piece of shit at this moment, right? And I literally went, what a dick. (laughs) Because there's all these people sitting around. And I'm just like, what a dick. We find our seats. Our seats are right behind the visitor's dugout. And I look at my girlfriend. I'm just like, oh, it's on. Every single time. I remember Tim Laker went 0 for 4 that day. And every time, like he grounded out. Every time he'd come back to to the... dugout i'd be sitting there like, oh poor timmy poor timmy poor timmy did you ground out again poor timmy and my girlfriend's like shut up you're gonna make him mad i'm like i don't give a fuck yeah like what's he gonna do <laughs> what is he gonna do take third base out of the hole and throw it at you or something <laughs> well i said to her i'm just like exactly what's he gonna do yeah i'm sure he's hurt a lot worse than oh poor timmy run up in the crowd take his cleat off and beat you to death with it exactly actually you uh there's there's more funny stories from that show in Delhi, believe okay. it or not. Go ahead. Having Scott Steiner on a county fair show. Okay, so Scott Steiner's in the main event, and uh, the replacement for Vader was, and and this is right on par with Vader. Okay, was uh, uh, Robbie McAllister. Okay. From the Highlanders. Yep. Okay. Yep. So. And, uh, and, and what's funny is, is Robbie's actually the stepfather of a friend of mine at, okay. at Woodstock. So, like, I've, I've done drunk karaoke with this guy and, and shit like that. Like, 
So, so we've got a bit of a history. So he, he gets in there, and this is a family show, okay? It's supposed to be nice and clean, yep. no swearing, things like that. And Robbie, of course, Ro- Robbie was the one with the long hair, right? Yes. Okay, so it's Robbie. Robbie gets in there, he's wearing his kilt. Scott Steiner, from across the ring, very loud, says, hey, look at this guy wearing his skirt like a faggot. <laughs> look at this faggot in his skirt. And then he looks at the kids in the front row, and he's like, hey, look at what a faggot this guy is. And then the kids are like, yeah, yeah. And then these little kids in the front row start chanting, faggot, faggot, faggot. And that's the good guy on the show in Delhi at the county fair. And they had a decent match. They brawled around like it was it was in like the like the like the hockey arena for the town. So they're like going into the glass and shit like that. But the only thing I'll ever that will never <laughs> leave my mind is just a bunch of like five to ten year old kids chanting faggot at Robbie McAllister because Scott Steiner said so. I told, I actually <laughs> told this story uh, recently on the podcast when I was interviewing uh, Holden Albright. Um, oh, great guy. Great guy. When, Actually, he did my comedy show once, too. Did he? Yeah. He, he told me he was getting into it. I don't think he is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Holden, love you to death, brother. You're a great guy. But Holden showed up to my show, and he and he came with Ricky. Like, Ricky asked me at the time. He's like, hey, can uh, can, can Holden Albright come and do, do a set? And, he's like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Holden comes, and, like, he's another one of my son's favorites. And he says to me before the show, he's like, I wanted to do this show to work on my clean material because I have a bunch of magic shows coming up at children's parties. (laughs) And then he did nothing but seven minutes of rape jokes. (laughs) (laughs) This man's hired for my child's party right now. Off the bat, it was the most confusing thing. Like, I don't think I even addressed it with him after the show. Like, what the fuck was that all about? I just stood there in awe. Like, was this something he was working on me? I don't know. Does he do magic? I don't know. (laughs) Didn't even hear from him afterwards other than he was like, thanks for having me. Fuck, I would love to talk to the parents who booked him. You know what? I'm going to message him while we're sitting here chatting. Oh, Jesus. I'm just going to message him. Do you do magic? (laughs) That's it. And then he's going to respond, the gathering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Anyway, um, but yeah, I told this story when I was interviewing Holden. Um, I was managing Abyss in Kingston one time. Nice. And behind me, I can hear a voice. Like, every time I'd be like, come on, Abyss, or whatever. Just like, shut up, motherfucker. And I'm just like, okay. And just like, Abyss, come on, get him. Shut up, motherfucker. <laughs> and I just like, okay. And so I'm just like, you know, come on, let's do this a bit. Come on, attack him. Shut up, motherfucker. And like all this stuff. And I'm d- so finally I turned around and I realize it's like this 10-year-old kid just sitting there like, shut up, motherfucker. And like the father is sitting back, you know, just lounging, beer in his hand and just laughing. Just so proud of his boy. And I wanted to say like, is this actually how you... Let your child talk. Oh, yeah. No, All right. Like, my dad took me to a show at the Boys and Girls Club in Brantford when I was, like, probably my son's age, like, seven or eight. And I was dead set. At, the, at that point in my life, I was, I was a very straight-laced kid. I was all about the rules. I did not want to swear. I specifically remember walking home with a kid one day, and he was like, come on, Wally, just, like, just, say, just say one swear word. And I, and I was like, no, because I was convinced that it would get back to my parents somehow. 
but I went to this wrestling show at the Boys and Girls Club, and I don't know what came over me, but the heel walked by, and I was like, go fuck yourself. And my dad just fucking stared at me, just stared right through me, like, like, like I just ruined his life's work. Like, like he'd been modeling me this whole time, and then I just went, it was all done. I don't think I've ever, I'm trying to think if I've ever sworn at a show. Oh, I was swearing. I was swearing tonight for for real, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like like, and I I know it's a family show, but man, like the emotions were running high when it came to to Outlaw and uh, and the whole thing with Jeff Black and Ricky getting getting royally fucked over. Like there were a lot of people in this crowd, and like like the, I don't think it affected the children at all, but the adults were very upset, and there was a lot of fuck yous flying around, and there were a lot of middle fingers being thrown up in the air. I, I think it was I think it was a I think it was a great example tonight of a mix between a family and adult show. Yeah, oh, I know it, it was, is. It was great. It was fantastic. And there's there. Oh, I can see Doc Richards. Doc Richards out there toying around with uh, Tyler Arrow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Doc Doc Richards. I actually went to high school with. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He he was in my youngest brother's grade. And oh, they, oh, they just did a little. They just did a little dance. Oh, you can't see on the podcast what I'm no, doing right now. No, you can't see on the podcast. But they snapped their fingers. Their hands went downwards and back towards their asses. Uh, their chests pointed out. Another young man just smacked uh, Tyler Arrow's ass. Doc is now talking to a woman. Wow, I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> Have not seen. Oh, my God. Doc. Doc used to. Oh, man. I remember when he had hair down to his, down to his hiney. And he was just, he would always Now you're saying, now you're watching your language? Down, down to his asshole. You know, he had hair down to his asshole. He was getting stuck to that uh, gross little thing. And uh, he would come out to these shows. He was just covered in pimples. And he would come out and see my metal bands. And he was like, oh, oh, Wally, I'm having such a good time out here in the mosh pit. And now he's the doc. Now he's the doc. He's the doc. He's so, the doc around the clock, baby. Do you know Miss Ruby here? Miss Ruby, which one's Miss Ruby? Right here in front of us, or now she's two behind me. Um, oh, the the one the one with the thing on her wrist. Yes. Yes, actually, I I don't I don't personally recognize her, but when I was at the bar earlier, she stopped me and recognized me from my old band Door to Door Human Gore. Oh, okay, because yeah. when I uh, when I mentioned to her, I said, "Oh, I'm doing a podcast after," and she goes, "Oh, with who?" And I said, "Wally Warwick," and she's like, "Oh my God, I haven't seen him in years." So when you said like, oh, I went to high school, with, oh, maybe went to high school with Ruby. No, I don't think that we went to high school together. But like, yeah, I ran into her at the bar earlier, and she's like, oh, Wally. And I said, yeah. And she's like, oh, you were in Door to Door Human Gore. I said, yeah. And she's like, oh my god, oh, oh, oh. I thought, oh, I thought she was looking up for a second. <laughs> hey, Ruby. Hey, Ruby, 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 Ruby. I said, do you know Miss Ruby? And he's like, who? And I said, her. And now he's, now yeah. Yeah, we're just saying hi. Hey. I don't know if you guys heard that, but yeah. I'll repeat it to you. She said, hey! <laughs> she is cool as shit. Yeah? And I keep asking her if she has a boyfriend. You ain't hitting that? What's that? You hitting that? I'm showing you my wedding ring right now. Oh. Yeah. But no, she's cool as shit. Yo, are you married to that? <laughs> I was like, Am I married? No, I'm not married to that. Oh, okay. But if I wasn't oh, married what do you man, What do you mean that? You're the one that said that. She, I repeated you're that. She is a human being, man. I repeated you're that. It's true you did. Yeah, I did. It's true you anyway, did. Anyway, <laughs> no, she's cool as shit, and I ask her all the time, because someone does have something. Well, you ask her all the time she has a boyfriend because you're trying to get a third for you and your wife. I understand no. you, you no, dirty no, no. swinging son of a bitch. No, but she is cool as shit. <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't know if you noticed, she has Bob Ross on her t-shirt. Mm -hmm. So I asked her tonight, I'm like, how the fuck do you the not have a boyfriend? I got the same t-shirt. How do you not have a fucking boyfriend? 
You're cool as shit. Hey, Ruby. She's pretty hot. Ruby, come, come over here for a second. Got, come over here. We're gonna we're gonna have Ruby on the podcast she's got here for Bob a second. Bob Ross on her fucking shirt. Okay, yeah, she got she's got Bob Ross titties, and uh, we're gonna have her up here. Okay, no, you don't have to take off your it's glasses. Okay, it's not like you have to see anything yeah. different. Okay, Ruby, Ruby, come it's in okay. here. It's okay, my wife doesn't okay. listen to this. So, uh, Ruby, Ruby. Yeah. Okay, we were just discussing you. All right. <laughs> do, do you do you have a do you have a boyfriend? No, no, I don't. Okay, so Ruby does not have a boyfriend. I'm gonna describe Ruby for you. She, Ru- Ruby's got uh, Ruby's got ruby red hair. Don't go away. Don't go away. Ruby's got ruby red hair. Uh, she's got a she's got a cast on her wrist, which I could I, I only presume is from vigorously pleasuring a man. I could I can only assume that. So she, so so she's good that way. She's good that way. Or vigorously pleasuring herself because she doesn't have a boyfriend. She's also got a Bob Ross T-shirt. She's got a Bob Ross T-shirt. They said, yeah, let's get that laugh in there. <laughs> wait wait, what was that, Ruby? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, and and she she's she's definitely into the heavy metal music. Oh yeah. Recognizing me from my band Door to Door Human. Gore. And, uh, and, oh, man, she's got glasses. All the better to see your penis with. And I only need them for distance. You only need them for distance? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> up, up close, she can squint right at your penis. I, I oh, Look at the flannel on her. She's got some sick flannel on her. Fuck, she's out of shit. I, uh, the, all I can smell right she's now is sex coming job. off this woman. She's got a good job. She's got a good job. Pushing around garbage cans at the MCW shows afterwards. <laughs> No, she, she works for the casino. Oh, she works for the casino. The, the casino. Not just a casino, the casino. Which casino do you work for, Ruby? Bradford. Well, and that is Elements? Yes. Elements Casino. Sorry, Ruby, what games do you know, Ruby? Bakura, Blackjack, Novelty Pokers. Okay, so go and check out any of those at Elements <laughs> Casino in Find Bradford. Find the ruby red hair. Find the ruby red hair. And uh, just just take that woman home, cause she's a fucking she's a keeper. Okay, Ruby, yeah. I want you to do me a favor. Yes. Okay, I want you to tell Wally about your toothbrush. But no. <laughs> is it, hey, is it is it is it one of those? Uh, is it an electric toothbrush? Is this is this going where I think it's going? I had an extra one in my purse, and according to well, okay, Terry, she was at a show sitting at the table. <laughs> And I look down, and there's blatantly there's a toothbrush sitting there. I'm like, you keep a toothbrush in your purse, and what did you tell me? Well, it's a dirty podcast. Go ahead. Well, fair enough. I'm like, well, you know, and if I need to brush my teeth after giving a blowjob. <laughs> Just blatantly said, well, you never know if I give someone a blowjob and need to brush my teeth. <sighs> wow. Well, I mean, only if they're gnarly. You never know. Only if they're gnarly. You do have to take some precautions, obviously. Now, that doesn't sound so much as a precaution as much as a post-caution. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a post. That's a post-caution. That's a post-game. And, uh, <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I, I Personally, I would say if they're gnarly, don't do it to completion. Or at all. <laughs> yeah, or at all. Or at all, but you're the one that's out there just like, oh, yeah, if I just suck a gnarly dick, maybe I'll just fucking get right in there with my fucking toothbrush. <laughs> What's what's the best toothpaste for a gnarly blowjob? Which 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 toothpaste would nine out of ten dentists agree is best for a dirty dick? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, sensitive pro enamel is pretty good. Wow, she's got sensitive teeth. That dick's just <laughs> rattling around on sensitive. She's she's like, ow, 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 ow! It fucking hurts and it stinks. It tastes horrendous. But she's doing it anyway. My God, guys, I think Ruby is a twenty out of ten. Yes. 
I would like to thank you very much, Ruby, if for I being here today. I was not a married man. Anytime. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank uh, is, you, Ruby. Uh, is there anything you want to plug, uh, Ruby? You got any live dates coming up? No, nothing. Nothing yet. All right, get the fuck out of here, Ruby. Dates. <laughs> no, I just I listen I listen to podcasts all the time, and they're they're like, oh, you got any, you got anything to plug? Any 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 live dates? <laughs> anything going on? <laughs> I thought maybe Ruby would have something. <laughs> Apparently, she doesn't. Elements Casino. Elements Casino. Nine out of ten blackjack dealers prefer. <laughs> Nine out of ten blackjack dealers who suck gnarly dicks prefer Sensodyne Pronamel Plus. <laughs> Because that's, that's the thing I've often heard about Gnarly Dick is it can really wear down the enamel. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I, that, I've heard, yeah. You guys, you guys couldn't see this because this isn't a, vi- a video thing, but I just looked over at Matt as I was talking, and he's, he is fucking tuned out. No, hold on. Hey, Doc. Doc. Come here. Come here. Doc Richards. <laughs> not not how I thought this podcast was going to go. Doc but Richards uh, walking on great. in here now. Doc, you used to go to high school with Wally. Yes, I did. I've known Wally many, many years. I know his brother, too. He says he's known you since you had hair down to your asshole. Uh, yeah, about that. About yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah did it tickle your asshole? Lots of pimples. Well, well, uh, no. You had really bad skin, Doc. I did not. It was pretty good skin. I'm your, not your, your beard used to not come in as well. Didn't have a beard. No, clean shaven. Clean as a baby. It didn't come in very good. Not at all. It was so spotty. One time, one time, um, right before I was opening for Randy, uh, Randy and Leahy, I started out the show by having uh, Doc Richards here pose as a sound tech who was fixing a monitor, and then as he was doing that, Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hit, and I came up on stage and kicked him in the gut and gave him a Stone Cold Stunner, which I did uh, far too shoot and bruised my tailbone. Isn't that right, Doc? That is a fact, and then I fell down the stairs and really sold the shit out of it. You sure did, Doc. You sure did. You also you also got your ass beat by Pretty Ricky at my birthday comedy show this year, didn't you? That is a fact, yes. Uh, Ricky, um, well, he need be in the face. You You know what? You know what? Doc, I think every now and again, everybody needs you in the face. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty accurate. You know, I got a face that people like to hit. It's ugly. You know, they just add to it. No, they need you. They need you in the face. Yeah. Need to face. They don't want you. They need you. They don't need me. That's what I'm saying. Stop saying It's not like need like knee in the past tense. It's like need. No. It's not a want. It's a need. You need to go away before I titty fuck you. Gotta go. Doc Richards, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to ask him which. Uh, this is the Fight or Flight podcast hosted by Wally Warwick. I wanted to ask him which uh, toothbrush, toothpaste you used. Hey, Doc. What toothpaste do you use? Tollgate whitening. That's that's um. Wow. I think you meant Colgate because Tollgate is a technical trades high school in Brantford. Aren't we on Tollgate Road? We are on Tollgate Road, where Tollgate High School is located. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the it's the trades school they call it, but it's it's basically just where they send the kids who are uh, uh, inherently violent. Got it. And started smoking cigarettes at nine years old. All right. So who else uh, we want to ask about gnarly blowjobs and? I don't know if there's all that many people around. I would I would have loved to have that fucking chubby guy from the door ask him what kind of dicks he sucks. All right. 
Would have loved to do that. All right, so there's the 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 door manager though, man. The the girl that you had to go through for all that. She's she seems so nice. She is. She's very pretty. She is. She's very very pretty. pretty girl. That's Rip's wife. That's Rip's wife. That's Rip's wife. What? Good for Rip. Holy shit! Good for Rip. Yep. I would say good for her, but I've seen Rip. <laughs> man, oh man. And Doc's flipping you off. Doc is flipping me off. Doc has uh, never seen the inside of a gym, nor does he know a man named Jim. He's gonna throw that out there. He's got a. He's got a very. He's got a very good future as a uh, Brooklyn brawler impersonator at senior citizens' birthday parties. All right, they're gonna kick us out soon because the ring is down. The deal is once the ring. Was I thought down. this was your show. What's that? No, this isn't my show. That's right. It's the Fight or Flight podcast hosted by Wally Warwick and uh, co-host Ruby. Goes Ruby Red. 20 out of 10. Better <laughs> <laughs> look it up at me. Uh, if I wasn't a married man. I am. But so am I. Yeah. Well, my, my, uh, my, my wife and I are looking to get on Tinder and uh, find, find a third. So maybe. Oh, really? Maybe There's she'll, a website for that. Maybe she'll um, be on there. It's called Field. No, it's not Field. There's one called like, Field. There's one called Field. Yeah. There's another one. Oh, see, you've looked into it, you dirty dog. No, no. You dirty uh, dog, you. And it's actually, because I'm a huge comedian fan. That's why you're on a wrestling podcast. Okay. That, and you're a huge wrestling fan. Um, Brad Williams. Brad Williams is the name of a three-way app? No, Brad Williams, the comedian. <laughs> yeah. The midget. Okay. Um, he does, like, a whole bit on it. And a buddy of mine. And you think me and my wife could fuck that guy? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, he does a whole thing on it. And then a buddy of mine, I told him, like, I was repeating some of the jokes because something we, we were talking about Tinder. And I said, apparently there's a, a website called this. <laughs> there's chops going there's on chops out there. There's chops going around. Welcome to MCW. Um, so my buddy actually went on because this is what he does. He goes onto these websites and he registers. There's a. Take care, man. Have a good one. The, the 12-year-old in the Batman hat just said goodbye. Was he not in the Battle Royal earlier? Yes, he was. Did his parents sign a waiver he's old enough <laughs> doubt it that's travis moore travis travis moore moore is for uh oh i thought i had a joke there go ahead not a problem <laughs> anyway yeah so this, there's a website that he went on i can't remember what it was called because a buddy of mine he or a co-worker actually yeah and uh and actually just the other day this is just a funny story nothing to do with wrestling um, I don't think I don't, feel, I don't think a lot of this has an, had to another do with one of our, another you know, one of our coworkers um, registered for Tinder yeah just for the fun of it like right. she's happily married and everything oh yeah my my wife just did the same thing so and I actually went to my wife and I, I said like listen if I go on Tinder but I'm telling you I'm going on Tinder can I go on Tinder and she's like no yeah <laughs> like fine yeah because she and only because she doesn't want our friends. To suddenly like be swiping, swiping, swiping. Yeah. Oh my God, that's Matt. No, my uh, my wife did it under an assumed alias because there's a there's a series of shows in Bran- in well in Ontario, not Brantford, but in Ontario called Tinder Tales, where comedians like tell stories about like you know their Tinder shit, right? Yeah. And because uh, that's the tradition with my wife, nothing can happen without her involvement. Uh, she just felt like oh, I'll never get on this show if I don't get on Tinder. So now my wife's just fishing around on Tinder. Hasn't shared any of the story with me, so who knows what's going on? But well, she fe- she went on to Tinder. This coworker of mine, 
and she goes, Matt, 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 I have to show you, I have to show you. So she shows it to me, and yeah. I'm like, that's Graham, which is one of our customers. And she goes, yes, that's Graham. Like, okay, like, he, dude's allowed to be on Tinder. And she's like, read his profile. It is, like, the dirtiest shit. And one, uh, it ends with, I'm up for anything kinky AF. That's nice. how it finishes. Nice. Even though he swears through the whole thing. Kinky ass farts. Kinky AF. And that's how he finishes it. Kinky AF, literally. Yeah. And so the next time I saw him, I so much, because he's a dick. He's a real dick. And he, like, looks down his nose at us. Because I do maintenance for the YMCA. I'd go with kinky FA. Kinky Falcon Arrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just want to look at him just like, well, I'm sorry, I'm not kinky AF. and. Because, like, all of his buddies, they're, they're the type that are just like, oh, that's a good one, and they're high-fiving and yeah. shit like that. and Yeah. Anyway, I know it's a lame story, but fuck. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> that was a lame joke that I threw with the Falcon Arrow thing. But I also needed to somehow tie all of this into wrestling because I, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like we kind of talked about wrestling, but then also didn't. We're at a wrestling show. Yes. That just ended. There was just a steel cage in front of us a second ago. But How did you like the, ca the cage match? I loved the cage match. I thought it was great, and I, th you know what, like, like the the ending kind of came out of nowhere with, uh, with with like the uh, the the Hurricane Rana. Yeah, like okay, so it was. Uh, uh, fuck, I'm having I'm having trouble remembering the names of the beautiful of the girls. Bia and beautiful Sabrina Bia Kyle. and Sabrina Kyle. Okay, I've seen them a bunch. I always have trouble with names just because I'm 31. I've had to try and process so many names in my life. Okay, so beautiful Bia. She like she hurricanrunned Sabrina Kyle into the door, and Sabrina just kind of like was like bye, yeah, and just rolled out. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just the way things should be. Bia, you fucked up. Yeah, you shouldn't have hurricanrunned her to the door. You should have found some other place to place her with the heels of your feet. Now also to also tonight there was uh, two guys versus two girls. Yes, like are are, are you? Are you okay with the guy versus girl dynamic? Um, as far as now we're getting into this kind of serious questions, right? Well, as far as far as as far as wrestling goes, it doesn't really bug me because wrestling in itself is not like like a like a true combat. It's not a truly combative sport where there. It's not literally people trying to beat the shit out of each other, like in a literal sense. It's, it's a performance art more than anything. Yes, madam. Are those empty? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, madam. Um, so, like in wrestling, no, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me. Like uh, as as far as realism goes, like I know usually, like those two guys would have just pummeled the fuck out of those two women had it been a real athletic contest. But like it doesn't it doesn't bug me to to like because I I feel that like and and especially like watching my wife watch it tonight, like it's a huge empowerment thing to just watch two women like really put like two men to the test. And just like beat the fuck out of them for a while, and like sure, in the end the men did win, but like it, like in the end like like a lot of people stood up and gave a standing ovation to the women for putting in their all, and that's great. Like, but when it comes to like you know if like because there's a lot of people nowadays who kind of want to. Uh, I even saw like <laughs> I saw a post on Facebook today from somebody who said like um, this this transgender issue wouldn't actually be an issue if we just made sports like all about weight class and not about genders like just make it weights and not genders and it's like whoa there's a lot of other things that go into it as far as biology yeah and like 
the weird thing about humanity in like the last like two or three years is that we've just like kind of thrown out what we've always known about biology and just let our hearts take over about things because like sure like we all want equality and we all want everybody to be like happy in what they're doing but like it's weird that like we can recognize that like biological facts in like all other animals in the world but like just not ourselves now yeah you know and like and that's when trans women go into cage fighting and just break the cheekbones of women like that's I don't know. Like, there needs to be like a difference. And like, uh, there was there was a good suggestion that I heard recently. Like, actually, I I believe on the Joe Rogan podcast, it was like make a trans division. Yeah. Have trans women fight trans women. Have trans men fight trans men. But like, there there's actually a trans man, so it's a woman to man who's actually trying to get into boxing against men. Yeah. And that's that's going to end horribly, because like the bone structures are different. Yeah. The, the musculature is different. Like everything is different. And like that's not to be insensitive. Like I li- I love everybody and i've got trans friends i just it's yeah it's it's different i, I know that's kind of strays from what we were talking about with like the men <laughs> versus women earlier but like it's it's the it's the same no, thing like yeah like biology versus biology just like in a real competition it's it's never gonna it's never gonna be equal and that's unfortunate but you know love is love <laughs> <laughs> i just i don't i don't, don't want to i don't want to offend anybody but like facts are facts you know? all right well i'm we're gonna get kicked out here and soon. that's and that's how we finish it that's how we that's finish, how we finish, finish it he wants me to finish well, what do you want to finish he never on? wants me to come back no no i want you to come back no i for I sure want to come back because this is great i love this this has been a great so okay so podcast appearance do, on my part do you still do the uh the amateurs the amateur nights at comedy yeah, like uh, I, I do, I do whatever, whenever. Like I work a lot right now, and I'm working about an hour and a half away from home, which makes it an issue for like <laughs> travel to shows on on weeknights and stuff like that to get out of town. But I do run a show every Sunday and Tuesday at a place called Bramsterdam Cafe in Brantford, and it's kind of like an underground thing. You can smoke weed in the in the place. You can buy weed in the place. Just you know, don't make that too wide known. But it, it's a. It's you just a said disp- it on a podcast. I know, don't, I know, I did, but, but it's not on the radio, so it's okay. fine. And so yeah, you can buy your weed there, smoke your weed there, come see a comedy show every Sunday and Tuesday at nine. Wally Warwick is hosting it. I bring in a bunch of great comedians who've done like Just for Laughs, Winnipeg Comedy Festival, Halifax Comedy Festival. I bring in people from LA and shit like that. Just come in. I'm paying them well. You may as well come in, and smoke some weed, and have a laugh. We have a joint rolling competition during the show. You drop off some fucking, you drop off a three-item can of food donation to the food bank or five bucks, and they'll give you like a bag of weed to roll a joint with for a joint rolling competition. Joint of the night wins all the joints. There's a fucking quarter of weed that you can win for like some canned food and and feel good. Um, and I get out and like do shit wherever, whenever. My wife, even she, if you're ever in the Brantford area, every other Wednesday she's running a show at Two Doors Down. Uh, and then just I don't know. Um, I'd say, I'd say check my website, but I don't have one. Um, just add me as a friend on Facebook, maybe. I don't know. Twitter. Wally Warwick. I don't have a Twitter. Twitter's stupid and garbage. I don't have an Instagram because it's also stupid and garbage, and I don't have like a big enough ass to post pictures. So I'm I'm kind of the same way. I'm just I'm it, like I'm, I'm like I'm 31. I know I'm not that old, but like I'm so just not no, into I'm, it. Okay, no, right like right now I'm 42, yeah. but. Right now five, he's forty two, but he, he he might be thirty five yeah. uh, by the end of the night. Like five years ago, when BBM came out and you could put it on all the phones, and my buddy gets a hold of me, he's like, "Okay, you got to put B- BBM on your phone." Like, Why? Yeah. And he's like, "Well, that way we can message each other." I'm like, "Dude, I have a home phone. 
I have a cell phone. Yeah. I have a work phone. Yeah. I have a work email. Yeah. I have Facebook. I have Twitter. I have Instagram. I ha- and I need another fucking thing for you to get a hold of me. No, and it's <laughs> we- it's the weirdest thing in the world. Like literally today, my buddy just posted like the first picture of his baby. Um, and like he's had the baby for, I don't know, two months, and then somebody commented back like, "Oh, so she is real." It's like so the baby wasn't real until like you posted about like a picture of her on Facebook like you needed to see the like a picture of the yeah. baby. If you're that great of friends with them, fucking call them up and then be like, "I want to come see the baby." Yeah. yeah. When when I when my son was born, I bombarded Facebook with pictures every day. Like, look what he's doing now. Look what pose he's yeah. in now. And I did this. After about a month, one of my friends actually got a hold of me and said, "Dude, you know I love you. You know I think the kid's great, but don't become that father." And yeah. I'm like, now I'm gonna become that father. Like, <laughs> and also I, I guarantee, I guarantee you, at the same time, like we all have a bunch of friends on Facebook. At least one of them is jerking off to your kids. I'm just gonna throw that out there. There's gotta be at least one guy. Okay, while well, like, I want to really not go. <laughs> There's. I'll, I'll tell you. Oh fuck! I'll tell you a quick story. No, it's not really quick. Um, I I have a good relationship with all my exes, every single ex I have, except for two. <laughs> It used to be just one. Right. And that, that's the one I choose to have a bad relationship with. The other one is uh, someone I dated in my early 20s. And it was, uh, it, it was the, like, the fuck every night girl. And then it just it didn't work. Okay. She wanted it to be. And I know. Anyway, so it ended badly because I had broken up with her. And there were things said and things did and da, da, da. So then uh, I guess about five years ago. I'm thinking, I, for some reason, she just popped in my head. I thought, I wonder what she's doing. Like, it's been so many years, and I hate having enemies. Oh, so you looked her up, didn't you? So, yeah, so I find her. But, like, I couldn't find her. Dirty so dog. her cousin yeah. is a mutual friend of ours. So I go on his Facebook, and I find her. Because she has a very common name. So I find her, and I add her. And she sends me a message. What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you trying to achieve? Now, this is Ooh. now, like, 15 years later. Yeah. And she's like, what, what the fuck are you trying to do? Da, da, da. And I said, listen. I just wanted to see how you're doing. Damn. Just smooth things over. Hope you're doing good. The whole thing. So she sends me a message back, and she goes, "Well, I'm I'm married to Shane, which is the guy that she went to after me." Yeah. And I work for I can't remember who she works for, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Great, wonderful. That's all I wanted to know." So I decide I'm not going to push anything else. Maybe I'll message her in a month or two. Like, hey, everything good? So a little while later, I'm going through my messages trying to find something else, and then I see one that just says Facebook user. I'm like, well, what the fuck's that? Oh, so I click blocked. on it. You are so blocked. And I recognize the conversation, and I realize I'm blocked. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck's her <laughs> problem? Now, unfortunately, a couple weeks later, my mom passes. So I go back to the Ottawa area. Her cousin comes to the celebration of life. So we're sitting there, and we're chatting, and finally I look at it, and I said, by the way, what the fuck's the problem with your, with your cousin? And, I, and he's like, yeah, I heard about that. I'm like, heard about what? And he goes, well, you know, she said that you got a hold of her and how you were bragging that, you know, now you're married and you own your own business. And you got married in Cuba and you own your own house. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It was an exchange of information. And I, said, I showed him the conversation. And I said, I never said anything about being married. Nothing about owning my own business. Nothing about getting married in Cuba. Like, I definitely didn't say any of this. Did you get married in Cuba? I did. Do you own your own business? I did. Oh. At the time, I did. I owned a wine store. And then... I'm sorry to hear that all fell apart. (laughs) 
Well, no, Cuba didn't. <laughs> no, the wine store. <laughs> well, yeah, that was just, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but, and then I realized, I'm like, she fucking creeped my Facebook yeah, page. To create a false narrative. And she went backwards, looked at all my pictures, and yeah. like Oh, she got it all and then got rid of you. And then she blocked me. Yeah. Like, she just didn't like what she yeah. saw. She was hoping I was going to be some, like, in swaller of some kind. Yeah. and. No, actually, I'm doing quite well for myself. Uh, like, I had an ex-girlfriend that I had a terrible relationship with, like, 10 years ago that, like, tried to add me about a year ago. And I just, I just, I just clicked delete on the request. Like, I didn't. Why? Why, yeah. why create a thing? Well, okay. The reason I did it was because I didn't want to have an enemy. The oh, one, no, I understand. Like, one? I understand what you did. But, like, why, you know, if she had an issue in the first place with it, like, why did she even respond to the message? I don't know. Right? But the one that I do have a problem with she keeps adding me mm. on facebook and there was a couple times i'm just like you know what whatever because she still lives in ottawa i'm here so i'm like fine so she has uh she has a daughter she had the daughter when we dated and her daughter was like five or six months old when we started dating so i was with her for five years so the daughter i was around the daughter for five years so her daughter won a, an award for figure skating i think it was yeah and i had remembered she had won something for bowling and then she had won something else like a, a speech writing contest or something so when i saw the picture from the figure skating i said like she's really doing well like i'm happy to hear that and she goes well she has a good head on her shoulders and i said i must admit you were with her for five years so that's where she got that and i jokingly said I don't care what you want. I'm a daddy. <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't care what you, th you say. You're, stop sucking up to me. or I don't know what you're sucking up to me for or whatever. It was a joke. Oh. So she goes into this diatribe about. Did you not say LOL? Probably not. Did you not say JK? Uh, you're an idiot. I know. So she goes into this diatribe about like, I don't want anything from you. Ah, da, da, da. And she just goes on and on and on. So I'm just like, <laughs> block. She adds me again. You're such a sassy bitch, man. Yeah, she adds me again, and now it's like a year later. I'm just like, okay, you know what? This, whatever. So the I, screen went black. Are we still I, good? Yep. Okay, that's good. So I, uh, <laughs> I accept her. Time goes by, and um, she posts on Facebook, I'm bored, B-O-A-R-D. Oh. Not a very good speller, and I'm not putting that against her. That's not a knock on her. She's I would have put it terrible, against her immediately. Terrible speller. Yeah. But when we were together, if she spelled something like that, I would kind of, I would make a joke to kind of say, like, sweetie, that's the wrong way to spell it. So she says, I'm bored, B-O-A-R-D. And that was her way of trying to lure you back in. So I wrote, hi, bored, I'm chalk. And she said, you're such a cunt. And I said, or she <laughs> responded, I mean, I have nothing to do. Not bored, B-O-R-D. Oh. Now, what I should have done was nothing. <laughs> what I did, I, who, who did it, Berbigula? Is that who does that? Like, what I should have said I was nothing. I think that's Berbigula. I just want to give, I always give credit when I make a statement. What I did say. I think say, it was Bam Bam Bigelow. No. <laughs> what I did do was I said, like, you're giving me an aneurysm. <laughs> Or you're making my head hurt. Something like that. And she goes, I don't get it. And I said, you're giving me an aneurysm. And I blocked her. And I, she keeps adding me and I keep rejecting. And this wow. has been, I'm just done with it. 
I'm done with it now. So you want to end it on that? Yeah, may, well, hey. With a promise of getting back. Maybe she'll have a three-way with you. No. <laughs> no, because you know what? I've, I've been with my wife now for 15 or 13 or 14 years. 13 or 14. I hope you heard no, that. No, I'm trying to. Th- no, it'd be 14. It would be 14. That ex, who I have no contact with anymore, she got fat. Like, I mean fat. Yeah, so I don't want to have no three-way. My wife is hot. The, the, the fact that I'm a married man is fucking amazing because I have no game, zero game with women, none, zero. Like, I'd, I'd have no clue. I'll give you – and I'll – oh, I keep telling stories. This is a perfect example. And the only reason I thought of this was because my old roommate – from back in Ottawa, he now lives in Oshawa, and we did a show in Oshawa, and so he came by, and um, he was saying, like, yeah, your wife's kind of cute, and I'm like, I know, what the fuck, and he told his wife the story at the time. Uh, when I lived in Ottawa, I'm walking down Bank Street, and there's this woman, and she's, like, kind of pacing, and she's obviously upset, and so I said, ma'am, are you okay, and she goes, I locked my keys in my car. It started, and just I feel so stupid, and I can't get into this, and no one has a coat hanger or anything. Now, my father used to be a repo man, and when he fe- figured out that— Your dad was the repo man? No, not the repo man, a repo man. So when he figured out that my brother and I would not use it for bad <laughs> uses, he taught us how to get into cars. So I said, oh, okay, well, you know, let me get into your car. So I did, got her car stopped and everything, and she's like— Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm like, no problem. And she goes, can I take you out to lunch to say thank you? I said, no, that's okay. And she's like, are you sure? Like, we don't have to do lunch. We can go do something. I'm like, no, that's okay. And she's like, are you sure? Like, I'd love to take you to say thank you. I'm like, no, I'm good. And she's like, oh, okay. So I walked away. So my buddy, my roommate, he's like, you know, anything happened today? I said, oh, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, this, this woman was... Uh, well, you know, cars lock, car locked her keys in her car. Car was started. I got it open and everything. And she goes, and he's like, "Oh, that's cool." I'm like, "Yeah." She kept saying, "She wanted to take me out to lunch to say thank you," and then she wanted to take, she just wanted to do some. And he's like, "Was she hot?" And I said, "Yeah, she was pretty good looking." Well, then why the fuck didn't you go to lunch with her? And I said, "Dude, I'm I'm positive that's not what she, what she meant." And he's like, "Who gives a fuck?" If the pretty girl wants to take you out to lunch, who cares if she wants to fuck you? Actually, she was being really selfish. She just. She wanted you to not only help her get back into her car, but then also finger her. And, I mean, that chick was a bitch. Yeah, but he said, like, you that, avoided, that's... You avoided, a, you avoided a big pile of trouble, I think. Yeah, let's look at it that way. Thanks a lot, Waddley. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Have me back anytime, man. Well, I will for sure. All right, so I'll just get right into it. Um, I had said before the interview that I was going to talk about the incident that happened and my thinking of why I kept it in. Um, I kept it in only because, like, my, my, my problem with it was I work for MCW. Did I really want to put MCW in that light? And I realized um, a couple things that, number one, this was not MCW. This was someone who had come along. They thought they were helping. They thought they were doing something to contribute to the show. Um, So there there was a mistake in that aspect. But it also brings to light um, certain things that that must be addressed. Uh, Number one, you know, Wally's son was standing on a chair. You should never be standing on a chair at a wrestling show. Um, you know, obviously you can stand up. 
you know, we'd, re- we'd, we'd ask that you don't stand up because then the people behind you can't see. But that, that kind of standing up, we can't really control standing up. But standing on a chair, that is something that, uh, that should never be done. But also, um, anyone from a wrestling show should not be putting their hands on a wrestling fan, on any fan whatsoever, unless that fan uh, becomes unruly and does need to be physically removed. Um, there should be no, no way, no how that uh, anyone from a wrestling show should be placing a hand on a wrestling fan and telling them to do something. And so once again, I, I do sincerely apologize to, to Wally. As I said, th- there was, it was good intentions. It was, uh, you know, it was good intentions of the people that were doing it. They were trying to help out. They were trying to, you know, assist with the show. And there was just that disconnect there that, uh, you know, just we, how things were, uh, were, were handled. So, um, we did that. I, did you enjoy the interview with Wally Warwick? I, I sure as hell hope you enjoyed the, the interview with Wally Warwick. Um, I enjoyed it and, uh, I, 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 I want to get Wally back on here and, uh, I'm going to get some more comedians on here, um, because I now have a huge Rolodex of wrestling fans or comedians that are wrestling fans. And so I'm going to do my very best to get them on here, uh, cause that's, that's, fucking awesome it's it's awesome when you can get uh you know these these guests who you know that they're going to want to talk and they're going to want to uh, express themselves and promote themselves and you know however you want to you want to put it so thank you thank you thank you to wally warwick um next week i'm gonna get one of my uh i'm gonna get one of the interviews that i did with uh uh, with someone at the NSW show, obviously, you know, or probably won't be John Greed. We'll see if I can if I can amplify my voice, then I'll get John Greed up there because I'd like to get the John Greed one up there first. Um, but if not, I'll get one of those. Up. Plus, uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a teaser, I suppose, uh, tomorrow, which will be January fourteenth, the day that you guys are listening to this, the day or the day that this is being posted. Uh, I'm going to be talking to uh, someone from Ring of Honor, someone that I've been wanting to talk to for a while, someone that my wife has wanted me to talk to for a while. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to get the opportunity to sit down, chat with them on the phone, and uh, obviously I'll get that one out to you guys. Uh, Hope you enjoy this week. Hope you enjoy next week. Hope between this week and next week you're all safe, you're all happy, you're all all good. That's all I want for you guys is just to be good. Can you be good for me? Wonderful. Isaac, I love you, buddy. I love it too.